0: Welcome back to a football podcast by some guy you don't know. I'm that some guy you don't know, Taylor Price. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at TPComedy41. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast. I don't care if you guys leave a nasty comment that I'm the biggest jackass you've ever met, just leave a five star review. Make sure you reach out if you'd like to ask a question, have me tell you what my take is on an option or on an item. You can uh, email me at a football podcast by some guy at gmail.com. Now, I'm going to tell you guys this podcast is going to be very raw. I don't really have much planned. I got a couple talking points, but I'm mostly just recording how. God damn embarrassed I am for the Dolphins today. They took a shit kicking. Frankly, I'm embarrassed to be a Dolphins fan today. I don't know the last time they took a loss this bad for the fan base. This one really hurts. Like They controlled their own destiny going into it. And at the time of recording, the Dolphins are at a spot where The Indianapolis Colts have to lose to the bum Jacksonville Jaguars. I can't believe it came down to this. We lost to the Bills' backups. Nobody played a good game. Everyone on the team played like dog shit. Tua threw multiple interceptions, they couldn't run the ball when Tua did hit a receiver's hands, the ball was dropped. I can't believe it. Like, this was... The only way to describe it is dog shit. Like, you have... You were playing Matt Barkley for half of the game, and the defense couldn't even stop anyone. Tua threw 58 passes in this game. I can't believe that. 58 passes, completed 35 of them for one touchdown and three interceptions. He he didn't even have the guts to stand in the pocket properly, too. Like all game, he, when he would run the ball or he'd be almost get sacked, he would just drop to the ground. I know he's had his injury concerns in the past, but You controlled your destiny going into that. You needed to get in there, play tough, take a hit, and push for that extra two, three yards, because it's going to help in the end. The only one who seemed like they came out to play was Devontae Parker. And he didn't come to play in the first half. He came to play in the second half. He had 112 yards in the second half. If I trail off during this podcast, it's because right now I've got Red Zone on and I got the game on for the Colts, Jaguars on to zone. And it's not going well. The Colts are up 7 nothing, and they're right on the goal line. So the Dolphins' season is over. This one hurts the fan base because there have been fans who have cheered for this team 5-11, Four and twelve. I wore my Ronnie Brown jersey when it was one and fifteen. I am a Dolphins fan through and through. I know I'm angry right now, but this was a complete shit show of a game. And quite frankly, the Dolphins don't deserve to make the playoffs. I said they weren't real. This is the proof. It's embarrassing. Like how do you go about losing a game that bad? I know it was to the Bills. I know you had the toughest playoff scenario. But come on, guys. At least show up for the game. Because, you know, the Ravens, yeah, they had to play Cincinnati. And the Browns were playing the Steelers, who were resting all their starters. And then you have the Colts playing the 2 and f- 13 or sorry 1 and 13 jaguars 1 and 14 you controlled your destiny and you lost up because it's a soft locker room the only one out there with any guts right now is Brian Flores i can't i can't even condone how this game went it was just a mockery of what this team has done after Fitzmagic came on the field when i doubted him last week and played the hell of a game that he did you guys let this happen the the playoffs are pretty much set in the in the afc i mean you know tennessee if they win, they clinch a division. And if Indianapolis beats the Jaguars, they clinch a wild card. Brutal. I am beyond embarrassed for the Dolphins. On the other side, at the time of recording, we got some interesting games going on. Uh, Green Bay clinches the first round bye with a win. New Orleans will clinch a first-round bye with a win plus a Green Bay loss or a Seattle win. And then Seattle can clinch the first-round bye with a Seattle win, a Green Bay loss, and a New Orleans loss or tie. So you got a lot of competition going on there. You have the BUM NFC East division. So if Washington wins or ties, they win the division. Chicago's actually surprising me uh, they're the team that's still kind of in this you know they clinch a playoff berth with a win or an Arizona loss or a win and an Arizona tie which leaves Arizona to get a playoff berth they need the win or to tie and have a Chicago loss I was very interested in the Giants I kind of like like their chances, but the only way they're getting in is with a Washington loss. And I think Washington, as long as they can figure out their quarterback woes, I think they're set up to make a playoff run. They've got the probably the best defensive line in the league. I think that uh, they're set up that they could maybe make some waves in the playoffs. I wouldn't push them going too far, but I don't know. I guess... I think the Steelers are going to get right and they're going to come back and I really do think the AFC final is going to be Pittsburgh and the Chiefs and the NFC final that one's really tough um, I think Seattle's going to pull through and do it and I think it's going to be a Green Bay Seattle final this podcast is just all raw emotions um so, I'm going to start off with Mississippi State and Tulsa. That game is an embarrassment. And if you listen back to po- past episodes, I've talked about potential teams I'm going to cheer for. Mississippi State is now off the list. That was just brutal. They're playing in the Armed Forces Bowl against. Uh, Tulsa and they got into a fight after the game was over they started jawing at each other and yapping I guess it had been a chippy game right and I guess before the game a couple players came out shirtless yapping at each other now I know I'm going to be a broken record when it comes to fighting in football but it's weak man like it's powerfully weak. You look like a goddamn moron if you're fighting in football. You either look like a moron or you look like a coward. Like fighting in full pads is super soft. Where where are you gonna make contact with someone? They're wearing a face cage and chest pads it's baby shit soft that's how bad it is and I'm a fan of fighting like in hockey when two guys go out to center ice they drop the gloves and they start throwing punches that's electrifying it changes the pace of the game in football you just look like a moron and like the NHL is trying to reduce fighting right So they come up with rules Where you can't Remove your helmet in a fight And all new players must wear a visor So they're just Counting on people breaking their hands And not wanting to fight I miss the good old days where two men Would just scrape off Those visors and go at it If you're going to fight Hit the guy in the fucking mouth Like a man Don't throw slaps at a helmet like a little bitch. Another thing I noticed in the game too is I still don't have the guy's name. Should be more prepared, but fuck it. One of the Mississippi State players kicked another player in the head and gave him a concussion and all this and that and then ran away like a little bitch. And then he's on social media after the game Talking about how hard he is and how tough he is. No, you're not. I've seen eighth grade fighters who are tougher than you. You're a goddamn coward. I'm just sick of fighting in football. You guys look like a bunch of morons. You know what? If I was that kid's parents, I would be goddamn embarrassed that my family name is on that jersey. Kicking a guy while he's on the ground in the head because you don't have the guts to take off your helmet and fight him like a man. And on top of it, their coach is just a goddamn knucklehead. He's one of those coaches who has no reason to be coaching, he's just constantly hired in places. Like Mike Leach, Mississippi State's coach said in an interview I'm going to tell them don't do it anymore I mean yeah well it's just dumb you know that is all you can say while you're celebrating a win and your team's out there fighting like goddamn morons he was also quoted saying I mean this is a football game so we're not going to be tearing cloth over the deal somebody went to a football game and somebody got hit there's a point to where I'm not going to lose my mind over it but I just don't like that we were undisciplined in the situation where I feel if you control yourself mentally and emotionally you put yourself in a better position dude you're making millions of dollars and that's what you come up with as an apology you're condoning this. And quite frankly, you should be fucking embarrassed. You were 4-7 and seven in a bowl game. You didn't even deserve to be in that game. You upset Tulsa, who had a good record, but you didn't deserve to be there. The only reason you're there is you're an SEC team who hasn't done fuck all in years. And you got the notoriety because the NFL loves the SEC, and they put you in a game you didn't deserve to be in because of COVID. Four and seven, you were three and seven before the bowl game. Now I kind of feel for Philip Montgomery. He uh, he said it in a tweet: "There's no place in football for." or our program for the actions that occurred after Thursday's bowl game. This is not who we are. It's not part of our culture. It will not be tolerated. I'm sick about this ending to what was otherwise an incredible season for a talented team. Yeah, he's feeding damage control bullshit to us, but at least he manned up and spoke truthfully about how he felt about the situation, not like Mike Leach, just going, oh, I'm just gonna let my thugs do this. You should be embarrassed, and I hope you guys are hitting the mouth hard next year. Pretty wild week for Dwayne Haskins, eh? Um, little backstory, if you don't know, I don't know how you wouldn't at this point, but uh, he went to a strip club with not without a mask on. And he wasn't socially distancing. Now, yeah, he lied to his team was the biggest problem. He claimed it was a private birthday party, right? Now this little dumb action got him a $40,000 fine and he was stripped of being the team captain. I don't understand why he was a captain anyways. It's not like he's ever really done much and he doesn't have a lot of notoriety, but you know, he was stripped of his cap captain, captaincy, whatever the fucking word is. I'm all I'm still fired up about the Dolphins. Of course the Colts are up ten nothing now. But you know what the moral of the story is? If you're gonna hoot with the owls, you better be ready to soar with the Eagles. What well, they Washington let him play they let him play and I don't think that Ron Rivera should have let him play I think Ron Rivera should have cut him on the spot um, you know Ron Rivera himself beat cancer um, I believe he should be coach of the year because of this I think that's a an honor he really deserves and he's got a low immune system because he beat cancer and you're out there acting like an arsehole partying up with strippers, you know, it's, you aren't a leader. So anyways, Ron Rivera lets him play anyways. And he starts out the day with a three and out, then a fumble. And then the team had two punts and he threw an interception. So you've personally turned the ball over twice out of um, five five possessions. You turned over the ball twice. His final stat line was 14 of 28 with 150 yards and two interceptions and a fumble. That's not even the worst part. The worst part is when he sulked after the game. Refused to speak to the media and I quote from an article I read he promptly left the stadium this is a spoiled kid who needs to man up and own up to his actions this was a pretty long fall from being the 15th pick in 2019 I mean I did call him a bust back then but you just got to conduct yourself better especially when your coach has like immune problems, right? And you know, I'm not saying the guy doesn't deserve a second chance cuz everyone deserves a second chance. Like I just think back, I'm not that much older than him. I'm only 28. And think of the dumb shit that I did back when I was in my early 20s could you imagine how stupid I would have been if they gave me money and then all the fame in the world? Like God, I would have been, I would have been in trouble like constantly. But the problem is, is going into the NFL, you got to realize it's a business and that everyone's watching you. And every movement you make matters. Then ESPN got involved, and everyone's kind of jumping on uh, Booger McFarlane because he made comments that young African Americans don't look at this like a business. They just look at it as a game. They're kids in their early 20s, dude. It is a game to them. And you're a retired player who's worked for ESPN for tons of years, so it is business to you. Now, I do understand where McFarland's coming from. Um, he's totally right. He was quoted in that argument saying that they play a kid's game for a King's ransom. I totally agree. I mean, it's not up to me what they make, so let them make what they make. If I was in their position, I'd be trying to make as much as I possibly could too. Then Randy Moss, uh, you know, he said something pretty stupid there, too, that a lot of people are overlooking. And he says you expect a player to come out who comes out early to be as mature and knowledgeable as a four-year college player. Dude, are you kidding me? There is no difference between a 22-year-old and a 21-year-old. They still probably sleep in Star Wars jammies. So I don't know what the hell he's talking about there. I really don't think that this is a race issue. You know, you've got got young African-American quarterbacks who come out and do it right. Like, prime example, Lamar Jackson. I don't like his style of play, but he's a business professional. He understands that this is a business. And you got to look at it like that. Now, it's tough to teach every kid that because they're playing a game for millions of dollars. I guess the moral of the story is I think Dwayne Haskins does deserve a second chance. He made a dumbass mistake, but I think in the end, he won't ever be the quarterback that everyone expected him to be. You know, that 50-touchdown passer from Ohio State I think he's going to be a good journeyman backup. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can make a great career. You can be the difference. Um, Yeah, I just lost my train of thought there because it brought me to fucking Matt Moore who led the Dolphins to the playoffs, which Tua Tungle-Viola couldn't fucking do today. You were playing backups. Oh, man. I guess I got to eat some crow. Speaking of Ohio State, um, Ohio State came out and upset the Clemson Tigers. Ohio State won forty-nine to twenty-eight. So Clemson didn't lose as bad as the Dolphins did today. They weren't upset that bad. Um, watching the game, Clemson lost it because of the trenches. Uh, They lost four starters from the previous season on the offensive line, and I don't think that their offensive line is as good as it was last year. I know it's really tough. Like, the average fan doesn't look at an offensive line and know what they're really looking at. I played a little bit of offensive line. I was going to coach offensive line. I know some theory behind it, but... They just didn't look as good. They weren't protecting Lawrence. Um, they just looked bad. Their defense of line couldn't get much pressure on Justin Fields, who went out and balled out. I'm going to take it back. I think that kid's a stud. I think there's talk that the Jets might bypass him, and I think that that's the wrong move. I think he's going to go out there and light it up. Um, he threw six touchdowns, and like I think that just completely silenced the critics. And if he wins the championship coming up on the 11th of January, no doubt in my mind, he silenced the critics. He took a few hard hits, too. Which really showed his resilience. He was wincing in the second half. But continued to play. And you know what? I think you need that toughness in the NFL. And speaking of toughness. Where the Dolphins were baby shit soft today. The Colts just scored again. 17-0. Now. Now. I saw a lot of outrage and a lot of questioning about the James uh Skulsky hit. Uh he's the linebacker for Clemson. This is he was ejected from the game for targeting with the crown of the helmet. He put the top of his helmet into Justin Field's sides. Now a lot of people are saying, Oh, this is weak football that was a legal hit no it wasn't a legal hit by letter of the law the NCAA has stated you cannot hit someone with the crown of your helmet the question shouldn't be was that a legal hit because it wasn't the question should be should it be a legal hit should that hit have been illegal I say no Um. this is a contact sport. Now if he hits another, if he hits Justin Fields in the helmet with his helmet, then yes, that is a penalty. Or if he goes into the knee with the helmet, yeah, that should be a penalty. But he hit him with the top of his head, and realistically the person that's probably going to hurt the most would have been James Skalski. Um, embarrassingly enough, that's how his season has ended, to two times like he he did it last year too and i don't know what the coaches are gonna do i don't think that that's something you could coach but that's pretty embarrassing that that's the way your season ended two years in a row and i think that was one of the reasons why ohio state really pulled away is he is kind he was the quarterback of the defense So I think that that really did hurt their chances and it ended their season, quite frankly. Another interesting topic I saw was um, the Saints uh, and their, their COVID problems. Now, the Saints, Alvin Kamara tested positive for COVID. Later in the week the the rest of the running back room, Latavius Murray, Dwayne Washington and fullback, Michael Burton are out. Right? And so this leaves the Saints with no running backs to clinch a first round by. And if they do, I believe if they clinch the first round by, they will have Alvin Kamara back for their first playoff game. I think that's really detrimental to the team. Drew Brees isn't the quarterback he used to be. He's a hell of a competitor coming back from a punctured lung after like four weeks or whatever it was. But I think it's uh I think they really need that running game. Or even the threat of the running game so what I see happening is they'll probably use Ty Montgomery who's a former running back and Taysom Hill which is all well and good for running the ball but your biggest issue is going to be protecting Breeze in the passing game so they're very lucky that they've got rookie reserve Tony Jones Jr. he's a rookie out of Notre Dame and, uh he's got a lot of knocks on him he wasn't his biggest knock is he doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield very well and he doesn't have a lot of speed but he tries to use ballerina feet instead of running over guys like he should because he's a power back but the reason he's so interesting in this game is that he is a uh, he's a He's got great backfield vision for blocking. So they need to find a balance of when he will be running the ball versus when he's on the field because you can't just put him into block or you've become very one dimensional and the defense reads that. But I think if he can be successful in running a few plays, he's going to be a great help to the aging Drew Brees. Now I just I think that if their other guys can get them a combined hundred yards and he can block, I think they're I think they're gonna be fine and I can see the Saints clinching the division. This helped me guys Uh, this was kind of like therapy for me today for that Dolphins team Uh, you know I've said some harsh shit about my team today I know there's a lot of fans out there who feel that I'm very passionate about my team I'm the kind of guy who cracks open a beer every Sunday I haven't missed a Dolphins game in eight seasons it is official today it's been eight seasons I haven't missed one single game but I'm also that guy who's going to scream at the TV. I'm going to yell. I'm going to get passionate. And I I hope a lot of fans out there are the same as me. Because I'm a big fan of those type of people. And That's the kind of people I want sending in questions, comments. If you think I'm way out on something I've said, call me out on it. i got no problems with that. Call me out. By email, at a football podcast by some guy you don't know. Call me out by leaving a review. Um, Make sure, even if you do call me out in a review, you leave a five-star review. And I'm having a lot of fun doing this, guys. Uh, If you guys have any sponsorship you want to add, throw it my way, I'd really appreciate it. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you share this on social media. Because we just concluded another football podcast by some guy you don't know. And I'm that some guy you don't know, Taylor Price. Cheers.